fast forward yourself, just pretend 2033, you'll be 31, 32. I know that seems a long time away, but um, so yeah, where, where, where would you like to see yourself in 10 years' time? So I think boxing's kept me on like a good path and stuff like that, and I've, that's all I've known since I was six. I don't know anything apart from boxing, really. Getting that hand raised is literally the best feeling ever, mm. and like it all—it's every single part of the training, the dieting, the getting up at silly hours, the not getting much sleep, the energy—like everything makes it worth it for that like one moment. It's not always been easy, like having your dad as your coach, your brother involved. There is arguments, obviously. Like <laughs> he's my coach at the end of the day as well, so it can be like that. But we just understand each other, and we understand what everyone's going through. These big shows where it's like big headliners and everyone's like paying loads of money to go. Yeah. Oh no, not not for me that. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, it's hard to get to the top, but it's even harder to stay at the top because mm. all you can do from being at the top is go down. So I think you've got to have that mindset as well. Like I've got to stay at the top now. Like if I just get carried away and let everything go to my head, like oh yeah, I've won this, I've won that. That's when I'll start dropping. Um, so, hello everybody, welcome back to um, In 10 Years Time podcast, me, you and Blakeway. Um, today we're with uh, Commonwealth Games silver med- medalist, 22-year-old, uh, uh, 60kg uh, Team England, Team GB boxer, Gemma Richardson. Gemma, thanks so much for thanks, going. Thanks for having me. No, it's, it's <laughs> all right, it's all right. Uh, thanks for taking your time out of day to be here because I know it was a bit stressful getting the taxis <laughs> here and stuff, but we got there in no, the end. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I just wanted to start, so obviously, um, so you were... Born in Lincoln. Born in Lincoln. Lincoln. See, so, okay, yeah. right, okay. And then at so one year old, confused. I moved to Scunthorpe. Yeah. But everyone, everyone says like, I think in the Commonwealth it was a big thing. Like, everything was just from. So everyone thought I was like a Lincoln girl. Right. But, okay. So I think that's why everyone thinks. But you're more like, a Scunthorpe kind of. I'm a Scun- Scunny girl. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you live? Which in... I don't know if that's a good like, thing <laughs> or not. But yeah, Scunny oh, girl. Hey, it could be a good. I've no, never I been to Scunthorpe, so. But where do you, where do you live now? Scunny. You do live yeah, there, okay. Yeah. So you went to Scunthorpe. Uh, was it amateur boxing club to begin yes, with? As a youngster, um, obviously you watched your older your, you watched your older brother James, yeah. who's also a pro as well. Yes. Um, what was it? So first of all, because um, I start with all my guests, like them growing up and stuff. So yeah. What was it like growing up in Lincolnshire as a scunny scunny girl or whatever? Right? Yeah, I've always loved it. I, mean, I think I get a lot of stick from being from Scunny, but to me it's home and I love it. And obviously with the boxing, I think that's helped me because I think a lot of people from there, like a lot of my friends and stuff, like have gone down different paths. So I think boxing's kept me on like a good path and stuff like that. And I've, that's all I've known since I was six. So like, I don't know anything apart from boxing, really. I know, I'm going to ask you that later. But yeah, uh, yeah but I, no, I love Scunny and nice. it'll always be home to me. See, I mentioned earlier your brother James um, yeah. is your is also a boxer, and then your dad, um, Andy or Rico. Rico, Rico. <laughs> I don't know. Really, yeah, his, yeah, his name's Andy, but everyone, everyone, call, everyone calls him Rico. Rico yeah. yeah, I watched a couple of videos. Um, I even watched the one where he interviewed you. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Oh my, you, do you want to know the funny story about that? What? So that these people came down to interview me, and they just had like they didn't have a clue about boxing. They didn't do like any like. <laughs> Because it, like it was like a talent like agency, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, but 
it, it just went completely wrong and i was like that I, <laughs> it just was so bad and there was like there was like my dad like messaged me i was like we can't put that out like there was like why don't we do it again but what if he interviews me yeah and like they loved it so much better so that's why he's, uh, he's yeah. like hates the camera as well but he was like for the sake of it it'll yeah i, I just happen. thought he did a pretty good, good yeah, job actually I think he did good. yeah good yeah um follow-up questions and stuff i was very, very yeah impressive he, he, yeah he went very professional i was like okay it was, <laughs> it was funny doing it with him i enjoyed it yeah um but you come across as a very tight-knit family um because obviously you said that your your mum's a big part as well. So um, yeah, huge. Um, and also your brother James. I also saw somewhere and he said he actually missed family holidays to stay back and train you. Yeah, when I was younger, um, on England, but we did. But this was before I knew I was getting picked for the Europeans. Like we had a family holiday booked like a year in advance, and it was my first like Europeans, and I got picked for it. And we didn't know that it was gonna like we didn't. Really, we've never really understood that that scene because James never got to the Europeans or anything. And then they said you can't go on holiday, and he could have easily gone, and I could have got like other people to help me. But he said no, I'll stay. Um, I'll drive her everywhere because I was only fifteen at the time. He was like, I'll drive her to all these England camps. I'll stay with her. I'll make sure she trains. I'll just be there for her so she's not missing out and like being like, oh, everyone's on holiday and I'm here training. So. He's, he's amazing yeah it's crazy yeah i hear that i was like wow yeah. that is commitment my family yeah it's... Wish, wish my brothers did something like that <laughs> anyway um, i'm lucky yeah um so yeah would you say you guys are tight-knit through boxing because of boxing or do you think you guys would have loved each other that much anyway? yeah no i think um obviously like growing up like family is like the most important thing anyway like from my grandparents we always made sure we had a close like family but obviously through boxing it has brought us closer, but obviously it's also like the other end, like it's not always been easy. Like having your dad as your coach, your brother involved. Um, there is arguments, obviously like <laughs> he's my coach at the end of the day as well. So it can be like that, but we just understand each other and we understand what everyone's going through. And my mum absolutely hates the sport. Like she, she would love for me and James not to do it. But if it wasn't for her, we'd have probably quit years ago. Like she's the one that keeps us, keeps us going because she's like the outsider, like who doesn't, do the coaching doesn't do boxing mm. but she's the one that reminds us like when we was younger like we asked all kids and she gives us that like childhood over the boxing like because we had to sacrifice a lot growing up so yeah we all work well together and we are very close because of it yeah that, that really came across to me when i watched a few yeah. videos of you and you also said that when you started at the age of six and then you and you like you said you'd like run around a lot and stuff you said and you even said that i was like this annoying kid in the gym to big to begin with yeah. so we we like annoying in school as well then like were you like what um, were you like in school in school growing up i was so this is an interesting thing in school i didn't speak so for the first year of school really i didn't answer the register mm -hmm. like they'd be like gem and i'd just i'd not speak i'd do that really shy it got to that point where they had to have a meeting my mum and dad got pulled into school and they was laughing when they told him like, Gemma, don't speak. And I was like, you've got to be joking. <laughs> and I just, it literally took like two years in school for me to even start speaking, to answer in the register, which little stuff like that, I just, so no, I was the complete <laughs> opposite, like outside of, like in boxing, like when I was in the boxing gym, I was so confident around my family. I was so confident. Like I got into the gym and I was the annoying little girl. And I was annoying. Like I'd get in everyone's way. Like, obviously they were all like, lads that are like a lot older i was the only girl and i was only six so i'd like running out out of them like dancing over them like just doing anything to annoy him distract him and but as soon as i got into school it would it would be a completely different gemma and i just wouldn't speak and then like, as i got older older obviously 
I think thanks to boxing, I got more confident and stuff like that. And okay. but I was never. I think boxing teaches the discipline, so I'd never too naughty in school. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you you were pretty well behaved. Yeah. Getting, like I was. Or, yeah. Like, I had to put my head down because I wasn't academically. I'm not the smartest. So right to get the GCSEs and all that and growing up, like I had to. I had to try hard. Yeah. In school. So that's weird. So you're more comf. You are more confident with older people like when you're yeah. young and like yeah, it's so weird lads. yeah i was just yeah always in the gym it was like a them. self-conscious thing of I, don't know, I just i don't know if it's because obviously my dad was there my brother was there so i felt obviously because i'm such a family person if they're if my family are there then immediately i feel more confident anyway yeah so like going out of that and going into school i just wasn't but obviously as the years got on and i got into secondary school and that i was i was probably did sometimes get told off a bit too much for talking too much right stuff so, like that so it did yeah, change it did, it did it... change yeah right okay cool but just at the start i was completely different see i was quite I, well i was one of the quiet ones anyway when i was in school yeah. but here i am doing a podcast so i know how things change yeah, how things change <laughs> um you mentioned there about like you said like boxing's helped with like discipline and stuff and then i got a quote here where you said it, it helps with discipline and channeling energy so it's I'm guessing is that guessing is that still the same? Like when you say channeling and energy, like what do you mean by that? Like... Yeah, so I think growing up, obviously, like in the people think um, you see people in school and obviously like they mess around. You see like the naughty kids and all of that. But for me, it was always there was discipline in boxing, and you wouldn't speak to your coach like that. So you're not going to speak to anyone else like that. Or I wouldn't dream to do that. And like just you've got to be so focused and like for competitions and things like that. Like, you've got to channel energy in that way, keep the n- nerves under control, you've got pressure on you, you've got to control that. So I think you can take that out of boxing as well and when you've got just stuff in general life, I think it helps, like, the discipline and how to um, how to compose yourself in, in situations. And I think, thanks to boxing, obviously, like, that helps me outside of boxing as well. It's like in school, growing up, doing, obviously, interviews or exams or... Just little things like that, like people struggle with. Mm. I think I found it easier from growing up with the pressures and the discipline I have for boxing anyway. Okay, so yeah, it taught you. I mean, lots of people say this. I mean, look at Anthony Joshua. I mean, he always says like boxing like saves his life and yeah. stuff. So um, yeah, I guess that that is a big part of why people do boxing. I guess yeah. any other martial martial arts sport. Um, so you also went to North Lindsay College. Um, yeah. So you said you weren't the best, most academically gifted or whatever. So yeah. like, I was just want, out of interest, like, what did you study there? Um, this is a good question. I did level level three personal training and something else that I can't actually remember. I got the qualifications. Oh, okay, okay. But, that's um, all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> but if I actually at the time, I'd have probably not done sport. Um, I was always growing up. I would want to do like childcare and stuff like that, but. At the time with the boxing, like I'd had to have so much time out of college to go abroad and to do the Europeans with England, do the World Championships with England, that if you tell probably like a childcare, like, oh, I need so much time off to do this, mm. it was more understandable for me to do sport and they'd get behind me and North Lindsay did amazing. Like I struggled with, obviously I struggled academically, but North Lindsay really helped me. Like when I did have the time out and I did have weeks out going to a competition, or going to a training camp and they needed the time out, they was 100% on board with it and gave me the time out. But also when I came back, they did everything they could to help me to make sure I still got my qualifications because that was also a big thing growing up. Like my dad was like, 
you need school, you need something to fall back on. Mm. Obviously, with any sport, you get injuries or boxing, anything can happen and it might end your career straight away. So he was like, you need that. You need the education, you need everything behind you as well for a plan B to fall back on. So it was always like, I've got to get good grades in school and I've got to do the college and I've got to get the qualifications to fall back on. So like they really helped me, pushed me and like made sure I was still able to achieve that as well. You said like, obviously went, you had to go abroad to do competitions and that while you were in school. Like mm. I've asked quite a lot of guests that, like what's that like balancing that, that was school, sport, lifestyle, like what's it? Is it yeah. stressful? I'm guessing it must be. It was, yeah. Especially in school, I think I was very stressed in school. Um, there was a few meetings where it was like, Gemma hasn't completed this work. And I was like, yeah, no, but I, I have to go like, so I used to wake up at like half five in the morning, train then, go straight to school, try and like stay awake all day in school, like mm. do that. And then I'd come straight home, eat and then go straight to the gym. And I wouldn't get until like nine o'clock at night. And it's like, oh, and you're doing that Monday to Friday. Yeah, doing that uh, Monday to Friday. And I'd have to like homework and I'd have like coursework to do. And I, there was times where I struggled and like the school was like, come on, Gemma, like we're giving you this time off. Like we need to, you need to mm. do it. Especially obviously me being not like the smartest academically. It was very easy for me to fall behind that way. And like, I needed to do it. Um, So it was a struggle. And those days where I definitely didn't do the best and I didn't, <laughs> didn't do the homework or the coursework. Yeah. But um, yeah, you had just have to get it done. I think you've got to fit it in. I think there wasn't, that was one year, like year 11 obviously was like the main year for like the maths and English. So I only had one year to get through with it and make sure I just nailed down it, even though I was tired, get it done. And that's, and then it was done with. And then it was always, my dad was like, well, at least that way, if you get it done now, you don't have to do maths and English in college. You can just focus on the one thing. And I think that's what got me through it. Like, I can't do any more years of maths and English. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially maths. I was, yeah. I was shocking Oh, I was it. crap at maths as well. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I was shocking. So I was like, I just need to get done this year. And then, and then it's done with. And I'm so happy I did because I could not do another two years of maths and English. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I was all right at English. But yeah, maths I, I struggled with as well. Maths was my, like, I was bad at both. Up. But <laughs> maths, yeah. anything, yeah. Because at least you can, like, like a bit of English, I guess. Like the yeah. books and the stuff. yeah. But it's like mice and men and all that yeah, yeah. mice and men i did a mice and men yeah mice and men. um good Got old mass. lenny's yeah anything with numbers now obviously you mentioned before that um you did child care um at north lindsay was that something you ever considered like seriously considered doing I, I know obviously boxing was like your priority but did you ever think oh yeah like um yeah growing up i think like if anyone asked you before obviously obviously starting at six boxing like you didn't think it could be a job Mm. So like when people just ask me what I do, I was like, oh, I'd want to be like, I don't. I used to be obsessed with Tracy Beaker as a kid watching yeah. that. So I was like, Dumping that's how that got me into it. And then my mum actually works in childcare now as well. Um, so it was always, and I just love like being like, like little babies, and like little. Kid. I just always loved that. So I think whenever I've, I've ever asked me, what do you want to be when you're old? I was like, something to do with childcare, like something with children, like. Um, oh, you didn't do childcare, sorry. No, it? it was personal yeah. training, personal like, training, wasn't it? It was it was my dad that pushed me to do the sport in it. Like yeah. I would have I would have done childcare, but obviously boxing is number one. So yeah. it it made more sense. But but looking back now and like seeing my mum obviously works in it, and all that, I don't think it would be for me. Okay. So that quickly changed. Why not? Why not? Up. Why not? I don't know. I don't know if I've got the patience and that. Oh, and to just mess around with, like screaming little kids and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't like got the patience for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You, you've mentioned how busy your, your life was growing up with doing all these competitions and got school and you're traveling mm. all that stuff so 
do you do you ever like miss that like social life of like growing up as like a teenager or ever with your mates or going out all that kind of stuff yeah does it ever cross your mind yeah i think a lot um there's been a there's been many times like growing up especially like, when i was in school obviously it's all i've known so i don't really know what it's like to have the normal childhood as like doing everything all my other friends were doing but it was always that fact like I'd miss like trick or treat and everyone used to go out with them like little things mm. like that like everyone used to go out with their mates trick or treating and I'd be in the boxing gym so I'd miss that or like at the age where people started like having the house parties or they'd start doing stuff like that and I'd have to miss it mm. um, and the worst thing was going in on onto the school if there was a party on like a Friday and they're all talking about it yeah I'd go in on Monday <laughs> and I'd be sat there like yeah. and I couldn't join in and yeah. then it got to a point where I stopped getting invited that that hurt a bit like because obviously they knew I wasn't going to go mm. Um so I think sometimes that, like, it's like, I wonder what it would have been like. Mm. Or when I'm, like, 18, everyone starts going clubbing. I didn't go clubbing when I was 18. Like, yeah. the first time I went to a club was when I was 21, after the Commonwealth. Like, <laughs> a full, like... And what this was, was that this was, this was only in Scunny as well, so there's not there's only, like, one club in Scunthorpe. Yeah. I've never been there before, so I don't know what it's like there, but is it not popping there? Is it pretty quiet? It's not popping. No. It's not popping. So I didn't really experience a proper night out, and... I don't drink either because of boxing. Like, I've never, yeah. it's never appealed to me. Yeah. So like, I've just never needed to, but I went for my first night out when I was 21. Didn't drink, just, just experienced it. You didn't drink when you went out? No, oh. I just, I, you know, I'm the kind of person, I can just have fun anyway. Oh, okay. But sure everyone, enough. but yeah, just drinking doesn't like appeal to me. So. So did you have to like look after your mates when they were like off? Yeah, that one. Like, I've had to do that before. That's. I mean, that's happened to me before. Girls but. when they're emotional crying, I'm like, <laughs> they get drunk in the background and like oh not again yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but yeah i've seen it that way as yeah. well not great what so you mentioned your mates like what have they done and like what do they think of you doing like this old this boxing thing like um when i was younger i think it was different because i was obviously like there weren't many girls as it is in it's a male dominated sport in it boxing mm. and i think there was a big controversy with girls should do it or it was very new for girls to do it so growing up I think some of them was, like, confused. I think I got a lot of remarks growing up, like, oh, you won't be girly until you quit boxing. Or, like, oh, your shoulders are too broad. Because, obviously, I was always training and stuff like that. And But I had a, I had a few that was very, very supportive. They used to, when I used to box in Scunthorpe, like, and I used to actually get a fight in Scunthorpe, which hasn't been many times, they'd come and watch. And, like, mm. they would always support me. But it's... I think now more so like everyone's like I always get the messages and like the support. Obviously I don't fight in Scunthorpe anymore and it's always abroad. But they're all support they all share the things for me. All watch the streams and watch me fight. And I think I get a lot of comments now going, Oh my god, you're so lucky. <laughs> like you get to literally do your hobby as a job and travel the world and they're like, I wish we stuck to a sport when we was younger because I think a lot of people start out doing like different sports. And, and they just drop them one just, by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I think they're like regret it a bit that they didn't carry on with the sport that they loved and could have gone because a lot of them now are in jobs that they don't enjoy and stuff like that or or some are very successful. So I don't know, I'm very lucky. Like they still support me and like I don't see them often because obviously mm. we're all busy doing our own life. But if I know I've got a fight coming up or if I've got something big, they'll always message me and always watch the streams and that, which is nice. That's, that's really good. Yeah. It's so good to have like um good circle of friends definitely yeah, yeah. um obviously like your family's great but friends as well I yeah. think it's a bonus how do you i've asked this as well to a lot of guests like how do you motivate yourself as a young person because 
I saw um, an interview you did. You said that oh, some the hardest part is when one day five in the morning, and you think I'm in, in bed and I'm thinking oh, I don't want to get up. I don't really want to get up. That's me daily. <laughs> that <laughs> was like, me this morning. <laughs> so so how, but how, how how do you get yourself up then? Like, how do you make, motivate yourself? Do you know, I always think I always look at the. I always think when I have the really hard days where it's like kind of like I think every sports person. Maybe it's just me, but I don't. I think if anyone says that they haven't got to a point in their career, if they've been doing it such a long time, they think, "Do I want to do it anymore? Like, is it worth it?" And like, I think we've all been at that point, like being athletes. That it's like, can I keep doing this? Can I keep pushing myself to do this? And I, there's been a few times where I've been like that. I know like James has been like that, and I know like many other athletes have been like that. And I just think like I've come this far. Mm. Like if I told that little like six year old or ten year old when like when I first watched the Olympics when in like 2012 and I was like that's what I want to do if I told if I look back on that little girl now and think she got that far just to give up like mm. it should be heartbroken and I think stuff like that and also the feeling you get when you do achieve when you do win yeah, yeah that like getting that hand raised is literally the best feeling ever mm. and like it all it's every single part of the training the dieting the getting up at silly hours the not getting much sleep the energy, like everything, makes it worth it for that like one moment. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, cause, like even like when I'm because this is like my major project, and like whenever I do one, I'm always like, I've fucking done that because yeah. like, I put so much time and effort. Yeah, into you it. like to yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I, what did you do in the pandemic year? So 2020, obviously, when all the boxing gyms are closed. I mean, I didn't really. I mean, it was when I was in uni, so I didn't actually. I just stayed in did uni lectures and stuff <laughs> but um so yeah what was how hard was that because obviously you're so used to doing boxing and stuff and it just stops like that all of a sudden yeah so i'd like just gone to gb as well like the year before so like, i was just getting into the swing of like camps and doing all this and it was like mm. right that's all stopping again so i was like oh my god like i'm back at home with my like back in the old days when i was just with my dad and my brother and obviously we've got a good team at scumthorpe like my my like team there obviously there's team gb and then like my my club mates there and like all them couldn't we couldn't train together so it was good for me though because my dad obviously owns the club yeah so like obviously if it was me my brother and my dad we could still go there oh because we're family so that like, was so in one bubble lucky right. so it was literally just me and my dad and my brother for however long training every night i've probably like one of the fittest i've ever been because i was literally just in there every one to one attention yeah, yeah. Like, obviously my dad normally got like a full class of like squad and like to coach where it was literally just me and James every single night, which can get a bit like lonely. Like, you know, you miss the atmosphere yeah, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. But we got so much training with him and like quality training that we don't normally get because he's got everyone. Yeah. And it was just like, I think like I got a routine, which was good. I think there was times where it's like, at the start, it's like, oh my God, what do I do? But I got a good routine out. I went from like, my run in the morning for my like daily walk. I did a daily run and then gym at night with them too. And I just kept that routine going, kept busy throughout the day. So I loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people liked it because they could just play video games all day yeah, and stuff. But yeah. I guess, like, yeah. you could just do boxing And we had Zoom day. calls, so obviously with GB, we were still doing, like, Zoom sessions, like, yeah. twice a week. Yeah, but these aren't as good. Though, yeah, it was so funny, like, seeing all the coaches trying to work Zoom. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they just can't, yeah. They just couldn't do it. thing is, like, now, like, they're happening, like, all the time, like, these Zoom. Yeah. Literally everyone, everyone doing yeah, it. Yeah, back in the day, they'd probably be the worst. They'd probably be the best, yeah, best like, on them now. Yeah, like, no one. They know exactly what they're doing on them. Yeah, like, no, everyone.
everyone before would be like, nah, 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 doing yeah. that. But now, like, everyone's doing it because of the pandemic. When something that I noticed that you said was that you went into 2016 European uh, junior final, I think it was against a Russian, and uh, I don't know what her name is, sorry. Um, Nobody, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, because whenever I watched it, you always refer to it as Russia. Yeah, like, I, I lost just know to Russia. the country. Yeah, I don't know I did names. see a name on Box Record, but I thought if I yeah. just refer to it as Russia. But, yeah. Um, and you said like you went into that thinking, oh, I'm g- I think I'm going to lose this. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you still think, I mean, I hope you don't think like that. Um, but uh, if you and if you do explain why, if, if you don't, how do you change th- that mentality? So I think for me, that was my that was my first loss ever. Mm. And I would like quite a good record, like never been beat. And obviously like your first loss, normally in boxing, like your first loss is probably like in a sports hall mm. in England on a club show. Obviously mine was in the Europeans live everywhere obviously you represent your country so you can't like hide yeah and you can't look bad either you can't like kick and scream and you've just got to take it and be respectful but i think back in 2016 being on england there was a big thing about boxing russia and it would be like well everyone would be like talking about you don't want russia you don't want like you don't want to get them if you get them like you should be scared so i think going into that and then drawing russia well in the final for some reason, my nerves just got to me. The pressure got to me. I was thinking, I, I basically went into the fight and I lost before I got even in there. Mm. And I look back at it now and I think, she was literally like, I could have beat her, mm. which is so frustrating. But I think I really needed that loss at the time because without, and I say this like, not at the time, it was the worst thing ever. Like I think for the week after that, I was literally like down in my bedroom and crying. Like it was like the end of the world to lose. Um, but looking back at it now, and I always say like, I'm so grateful for that loss. I think if I didn't have that loss, I don't think I maybe would have been here now. Like if I kept on just winning, I think I learned so much from that on how to handle pressure. And I think that was a big one. Like I can, like they've got two arms, two legs. Like you can beat anyone. And I think I needed that confidence to go in now because I knew I could beat her. And I think that's changed my mindset growing up. Like and going into competitions with these like girls that have got the names, got the experience, got like the like titles and stuff like that like it doesn't matter because like, I believe in myself and I've trust my training that I'm good enough myself to beat these girls on my day yeah I guess that's a really good thing that you've changed because yeah. yeah like the whole I mean I know it's a bit of a cliche but the whole thing of like you lost the fight before you go in like I guess that is like a huge part I'm mean, I guess with any sport really not just boxing but yeah. I guess with boxing maybe it's different because it's one-on-one not like yeah. a team thing so um at, when you are at these tournaments, I remember you saying like, oh, you mate, it's like, oh, you're traveling everywhere and, you know, you're so <laughs> lucky. But then obviously you're in the hotels most of the time, aren't you? Like you're in hotel yeah. rooms and stuff. So when you're at these tournaments and you're fighting like um, every other night or every two or three nights or whatever, like what is, like how draining is that? Because you're, you're doing intense like athletic stuff and then you're not really going out much either. Yeah, I think it can obviously be draining. Look, for me, I've, I've, been international since I was 14 years old so like I've had quite a bit of experience now with the going abroad fighting like day after day which obviously helps going to a senior because that's a big jump up but um I think luckily for us like obviously with Team GB like you've got like the nutritionist there who can give you like like hydration and stuff like that and, and it's like after your fight you've got the recovery shakes and stuff which are a big part of it and stuff like that and like to help you keep going and I think the training we do, we train so hard every day and like we go to training camps to prepare for that as well. 
So I think we, our bodies are prepared for it and our minds are prepared for it. So it's just normal for us now. But obviously, like you come out of a fight, you're like, oh my god, I've got to go, do, I've got to go and do the same thing yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. But we're so like our bodies are so used, used to, to it. it. Yeah. Like we wake up the next day, feel like we've got a few aches and pains, or we can feel fresh. And it's just like as soon as you get into that like warm up area and you go again, it's like I'm fine. Like I can mm. like the adrenaline takes over. The nerves come and everything like that, and you, you just—it's like nothing's ever happened. Mentioned uh, your friends. One of them is flyweight uh, Simran. Simran Cool, yeah. Um, I interviewed uh, another boxer. I don't—you might have heard of him actually, Owen Cooper. Yes, yeah. You have heard I know him, yeah. Cooper, yeah. yeah. You know him, yeah. Really? Okay. Um, but yeah, I got a done one with him, and he's—he's he's got a mate called Jake, um, who he trains with. He's actually his coach's son. Yeah. Um, and those two bounce off quite each other when they're training and stuff, so. Is it the same thing with you and Simran? Simran. Like, uh, yeah. So Simran was the first person I met on England. So when I was thirteen, fourteen, we both won the nationals, yeah. and we both got an assessment for England. And I remember like sitting down on this ring because I was late because it was quite far away from me, and I, I wasn't allowed to miss school. So I turned up late and I sat down on the ring, and she just turned to me and went, "Hi," like <laughs> we're sharing a room. And I was like, "Okay." okay. <laughs> and then, but ever since then, like we've been inseparable. Like we've gone through everything together. Like we're legit like sisters, like we're best friends. But unfortunately in twenty nineteen she actually suffered a head injury. So oh. she's had to she's I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. She's a unfortunately had to quit and like obviously for health reasons. Yeah. Which and Was it a concussion was it like a concussion? No. no, she's had it since she was born and she, they just found it like oh, she had um problems in COVID with like, headaches and stuff and then unfortunately she had to like quit um for it. Yeah, oh. so but that was like obviously for her, like she was like me, like her whole life was boxing, and then such a big injury like that, and she's had to unfortunately like quit. Mm. And I think she's also now my motivation as well. Do you know, on days where I don't feel like doing it, or I can't be bothered. I'm like, look at Simran, like mm. Simran would do anything to be in my position and carry on throughout the sport. So I think I do it for her as well, and someone to fight for. Yeah, but we're still like sisters. I still speak every day. She came to the Commonwealth and surprised me. Um, for the semis and the finals which was nice because we don't get to see each other a lot like we did before obviously we were like living together on GB and like England and stuff but yeah we just inseparable everyone used to say like if Simran was there you'd know I'd be like not far behind or if I was there you'd know Simran would be there as well mm. and yeah I'm very glad to have met a friend like her yeah and still have that as well does when you mentioned um like her injury does that side of things does that ever I'm guessing that doesn't scare you off because you're still doing it but does that always what does that um, I think a lot of people say that, like, yeah. like well, you could get head, head injuries or anything could happen. I think any any injury can, you can walk down the road and something can happen. Obviously, you can get hit by a car or you could mm. get, anything can happen to you in life. So I think I shouldn't let that scare me because then you'd be afraid to do anything in life. Yeah. You'd be scared to go on a plane. You'd be scared to do anything. And I think the risk you've got to take is for the rewards. And obviously, when it happened to Simran, if that happened to me and the you had to you had obviously you're gonna pick your health over it but there was an injury already there but it would never stop me until obviously i got to a point where it was like you knew about it and something was gonna happen then i'd be like yeah obviously you've got to pick health but look like i don't know anything about my like head or i'm hopefully fine so Hmm. i'm not gonna stop doing anything like that (laughs) yeah just gonna carry on yeah yeah i enjoy it too much yeah (laughs) so i mean if you enjoy it then there's no point stopping it definitely not um so I'm just gonna round like say like what you've won and stuff. So youth world champs and European youth European champs in 2018, 
and then European again in 2019. Yeah. yeah. And then also you've got uh, silver um, in the Commonwealth. And also, I don't know, it might have changed. I'm not too sure. But when you did win the World Youth title, you're the second only England boxer ever. Yeah. I, think that's... I was joint for with me and one other girl won it. We was the first girls to win it. And then the second right. England, like the, uh, one of our coaches actually at GV won it. Um, oh, right. Alan, yeah, he won it when he was like a youth. And then yeah. it's been that many years. And then obviously me and a girl won it at the same time, like in different rings. Right. So okay. we was like the first females to win it That's... which for England, which was yeah. a cool achievement. So And like when, when you do achieve all this stuff and then like obviously you got your mates like popping up to you and saying, oh, you're doing great and stuff. Like how do you, how do you like humble yourself as like a young athlete? Because um, obviously you can get carried away with yeah. it. Because I know a lot of... Um, the athletes I've spoken to, they sometimes feel a bit awkward when people praise them. Like they feel a bit. Uh, yeah, like... do you know what? I'm, this is where my mum comes into it. This <laughs> is where my mum's like, at the end of the day, you're James and Gemma. Like you're mm. not like some like superstar. You yeah, you've got a medal, but she's the one that keeps us very grounded, very humbled. And I know myself like I've been brought up really well to like just because you're at the top. Yeah, it's hard to get to the top, but it's even harder to stay at the top because mm. all you can do from being at the top is go down. So I think you've got to have that mindset as well. Like I've got to stay at the top now. Like if I just get carried away and let everything go to my head, like, oh yeah, I've won this, I've won that. That's when I'll start dropping. So I think you've got to keep very grounded in that way. And obviously my mum's helped. But yeah, when people come, I think after the Commonwealth was a big one. Like mm. people used to come up to me and like, I'd just be walking in scum for, I was literally walking down and people come up to me like, can I have a photo of you? And I'd be like, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like I'm not used to that. Yeah. I, but I on message and that, yeah, I can just message like, oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. Like, but it's when people come up to me in like real life and like that must be a really weird feeling. It's like. so bizarre, like so like since the Commonwealth, it's just blowing up. Yeah, and it's just like people come like after it, like normally like you you're abroad and you win a competition or you like you lose or you get silver or whatever. You just walk with your teammates back to the back to the hotel, have a bit of food, go home the next day, and everything be normal. So I expected that in the Commonwealth. Like, I remember coming off the podium. I put my medal in my pocket. I was with my teammate. I was walking out, ready to go see my family. And I just got bombarded. <laughs> I was literally there for like an hour and a half, just signing autographs and like getting photos. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. And I'd, and I'd lost. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like, what is going Still on? Still a silver medal. Like, yeah, which, yeah. And I was just like, well, I just didn't expect it. I just yeah. thought I'd go see my family, mm. get some food and then go back to the hotel and chill. And mm. I just, yeah, it was just overwhelming and yeah never expected it so and that was all in scun that was in scunthorpe then like you had all those people coming up no to so you. that was straight after the obviously i came up after the podium on the commonwealth yeah i came out the venue and i got bombarded oh in yeah, yeah, yeah um by everyone that was watching it and obviously like i had the metal tracksuit on so it gave it away that like right yeah. i was competing in the yeah yeah in and then just in scunthorpe yeah like when i got back to scunthorpe i remember going because we had a holiday book and I remember going to like the travel agency and they was like, oh my God, you're Gemma, you've just won a silver. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, can we get photos for the website? And like just walking down the street, people would like come up to me, like mm. shake my hand and congratulate me. Or I'd be at home and there'd be a knock on the door and they'd be like, someone brought me flowers. And I was like, and a wow. card, I was like, oh my God, like it was just, it was just crazy. Like I think from being Knocking from Scunthorpe, yeah, it's wow. so small and like tight knit. There's a bit of goodness because I think Scunthorpe's got a bit of like community. Yeah, kind but of. like bad name for itself. So everyone yeah, was like, yeah, I guess yeah. there's a bit of good coming out of school for, and everyone I just, like, just I just know their I just know their football team's not doing very good at the moment. No, so yeah, 
I got invited there as well. <laughs> I did. To do what? To do what? Just to watch? Walk around the pitch. I got a meal. Yeah, I got oh, to sit wow. in like, the executive. Yeah, they like, everyone just came together after that. I just thought it was like really good to me and like everyone in it, like the community and obviously like the football team. Unfortunately, okay. they lost that day as well. Yeah. Which they have been doing quite a lot recently. Yeah, but we won't we won't speak about that. Yeah, but you're a Le- you're, you're Leeds, Leeds fan. fan yeah. Leeds fan, yeah. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, when you mentioned like Scunthorpe and people coming up to you and stuff, and you say it doesn't have a great name for itself, do you think like boxing or fighting in general can put Scunthorpe or Lincolnshire like on the map in the UK? Because there's like there's bare knuckle fighter Nathan De Castro. Yes. Yes. Um. Bare knuckle fighting, by the way. Crazy. Oh, I'm never going to do that. No, <laughs> no, that's crazy. And then um, and there was this uh, Callum Johnson, apparently challenged for an IBF world title. I I think that was like in the 80s or something, but those okay. are just some of the ones I found. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, do you think... You... Yeah, do you know what? I don't think it's... That, like, I don't know. Like, it's got a name for itself, I think. And I get like... I've heard of Scumforbes, so it's yeah. not like it's completely like yeah. off the map. No, but... but yeah, I hope so. Like, obviously... You, I think everybody wants to if they're in like everyone wants to do some good for the community and like where they're from and stuff like that. So if I can have a little part of that, then yeah, of course. Like I love Scunthorpe; it's home to me. Everyone goes. Everyone wants to get out. Like all my friends are like, I can't wait to get out of Scunthorpe. I'm like, I can't wait to get home to Scunthorpe. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but if I can like help boost it a bit more, obviously it's in a song. Time is it time temper. I was been, been to Southampton, but I've never been to Scunthorpe. Wow, yeah, okay. so, you know, I didn't even know that. So when that goes on, it everyone screams. But um, yeah, if I can help, like, make it a bit, bit better, then yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, <laughs> shouting out a tiny temper lyric. Yeah, that, that's the best, the best thing. You're gonna listen to that song later. Yeah, now. I am, and I am now you're gonna it's pass out. You're gonna listen to it and watch it. And you're gonna yeah, every time every time you listen to that song now, you'll think of me. I, I, I actually, I actually <laughs> am now. Yeah. Um, how does your so obviously now you're here in she- how often do you come to Sheffield and so I come every so every Monday to Thursday or like Monday to Friday sometimes and we stay over for the week and I go home on the weekends. Oh okay. Yeah. Um. So how how does your cause see I'm I'm presuming your dad still like coaches you and stuff when you go home yeah. back to Scunthorpe. So how does like I'm interested in like how the coaching what the coaching setup is like in Sheffield and Team GB. Like, is there anything they specifically train you on? Something more that than your dad would train you so obviously in Sheffield we've got there's so many people we've got such a good support network like obviously we've got running coaches we've Mm. got strength and conditioning coaches we've got boxing coaches where obviously in like your club like your club coach they ain't got the money for that so like the runs you do are just like runs that they'd give you or like you do everything in one session an hour where in Sheffield we're literally here all like four days a week and we've got the full day to do like a specific session on running a specific mm. session on strength and conditioning. Then you've got obviously the boxing with the world class coaches. You've got different countries coming in. You've got the best spar in there. You've got the best girls at your weight, the lads. So you get you get that which is nice. But also it's nice to go home with my dad and mm. have that. There's no one knows you better than obviously your club coach and especially my mm. dad. Like he knows me. He knows everything about me. So it's nice that I've literally got the best of both worlds. Mm. I've got my dad at home who I can go back to on weekends and I've got all like the great coaches here and the other coaches and everything that comes extra with the GB so mm. I'm very very looking grateful for that. Because I mean like so, like literally world cha- world champions have come out from Team yeah. GB it's like I always see Team GB especially in Olympics I'm like that probably that guy's probably going to win world title in like yeah. a couple of years or she's probably going to challenge for a world title in a few years yeah. or 
So, like, is that why you think Team GB is like this constant, like, conveyor belt of like talent? Because it's just yeah, got think... just a really good support network. Success breeds success, and I think yeah. we're so lucky as well at the minute to like we've got the pros who have been there before. So we've got like Lauren Price and Karis, who had went to the Olympics, who'd who's done everything we've done, like the little tournaments, the building up to it. Who went to the Olympics, got the gold. Obviously, Karis got the bronze, and then they've gone on to the pros now and gone on to that side of things. Obviously, they still train with us, and we train with, like, the past cycles as well. So, like, because you're constantly training, just because we didn't go to the Olympics that cycle, we was training and sparring with them day in, day out. Mm. So, like, you're getting, like, it's competitive all the time, and you're, like, helping each other, like, just build and build and build, which I think that's why GB is so successful, because one gold medal, like, least, and that one great boxer helps the others, and it just keeps going like that, and now they're on to the pro side. It's like when people eventually do go pro, Obviously, GB have got that set up now as well, and they're going to know even more about that set up, and like that's just going to keep growing now. So, mm. I think it's amazing. It's like a snowball, then basically, it's like a snowball yeah. effect of yeah. like it just keeps, keeps going, yeah. keeps going. Um, so, does who coaches you there then? Because I know obviously Rob McCracken's like the main guy, he's, but is, but he does he coach you? Or, yeah, so yeah. he's always in the gym. He's like gives his like little input and stuff. He watches, and he's always there. But there's so many coaches we've got. Yeah, like, it looked even, like a lot on the. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even name them all. There's literally like yeah. so many, and it's just great because you get to work with each one and each one. They've all got like the same like foundations, but then yeah. each coach has their own little things to add as well. So it's like you're just taking like information from anyone and like everyone and like improving from little bits and like building from every coach. So we're so lucky to have so many because everyone has like different things that you can like work on or like one might spot that what spot something that one might not mm. so we're so lucky to have everything and from all so you, all don't, angles. you don't just have one coach there you have we have oh, so wow. many there's loads that. that's yeah. pretty cool um you've obviously i also saw that you said you've coached or you've done a few like little sessions in schools uh or gyms as well it's like younger younger people um so would you would you ever consider coaching after i know it's a long way away so yeah so but... i actually got injured last year and yeah. during that time, I got my uh, coaching badge. So I still, act, like the other day, I just, I just, I actually ran my first ever um, show. So basically, obviously, like you have like club shows from your amateur clubs. You're like a promoter. No, so like in Scunthorpe, like so say at every club. So not GBs, like you, there's loads of clubs, obviously, like in Sheffield, yeah, in Scunthorpe, yeah, yeah. and they have their own home show. It's called. So like you'll match your boxes up with other people and they'll come. Oh yeah, yeah. So like yeah. shows like that, and obviously my dad's always done it, and I've always done corners. So if he's struggling or there's coaches struggling, because in Scunthorpe they it's like a non, it's like a voluntary one, so they don't get paid for it. So they've all got like their own jobs and yeah, so like other commitments as well. So like they can't always go to the shows. So if I'm ever needed, I'll go to a show. So like on on Sunday I went to Nottingham with a boxer in the championships and cornered him. But on Saturday, we had our home show and my dad always runs the home show. He's just always there. It's very <laughs> stressful. But unfortunately, he had to go away for a family thing. So he was like, Gemma, he's like, can you run the home show for me? Oh, so I'd like the full show to fun. run, like the weighing of the boxes, the bouts, the making sure the officials are happy. And I just want to say I salute every boxing club <laughs> coach that runs show because <laughs> it's the most stressful thing it? ever. Yeah, I bet. But... I really appreciate them now, and I'm really glad I've done it because I can do it. So you're literally so weighing as well. What do you have to like? Literally I have read to the like scales. make sure like my boxes are there, make sure like the clubs are there on time. The officials do that, so I've got to get the officials there. 
get make sure the rings up make sure everything's wet the the gloves that they need the everything that the defib or the medical stuff make sure the doctor's in on time make sure the the bout's going to happen. make obviously there's a good audience yeah make sure nothing's kicking off there making sure that's all running smoothly there's so much to it so much you wouldn't even yeah being a boxer you wouldn't even think of because you just turn up and fight yeah but there's a lot that goes into it but um i'm glad i got to experience that yeah. but never Not, again n- never we, again yeah, no. my dad can keep but, keep doing but that. like when i said the coaching like so you would de- that's definitely yeah, so something you'd consider yeah. just to, just to be a coach not of run shows or yeah whatever. but uh, yeah i'd love and I, even that night i was obviously cornering as yeah, well yeah but um yeah i always help out when i go back home if my dad needs help and i'll coach i think it's good to have both sides to look at about from a coach's point and a boxer's point because it's very different mm. but after i retire boxing i definitely would love to go into the coaching side of it in 2018 you said you know like people and you said it a minute a few minutes ago you said people still don't really see it like a male dominated sport and there might be but i don't know about you but i think that's really changed like especially so much recently like that's really really changed and if anything like all the big fights now are the women ones and females yeah i mean the absolute palaver of fury and usik i mean it's embarrassing i mean i'm gonna go into it because i literally (laughs) i get so riled up by it um but like but then like um katie taylor is meant to i know you know katie taylor and yeah because i don't know because you said you don't know boxing so i'm just (laughs) you know you know them so um yeah so obviously katie taylor um meant to fight amanda serrano in uh, in dublin and then amanda serrano can't because she's injured and then okay fine we'll just put her in against chantel Chantel cameron Cameron. who's also the class by the way yeah like Like, yeah but like that's still a muscle to make a fight yeah like they're both still undisputed yeah so instead of Amanda coming up to Katie, now Katie's gonna have to go up and yeah. wait to Chantel. It's like, but yeah, why the can't girls, we just get that? the girls like, just want to get it done, I, and that's what I mean. Like, the girls just want to get there, get it done. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm, I just think the women are taking over boxing. Yeah, all, like, I agree. Just all like the big fights are just happening. I just don't know, and it's the same promoters. Yeah. Like Eddie Hearn is Katie Taylor's promoter. Yeah, you know, it's like it's the same promoters. So I don't know whether men. It's like, oh no, no, no. Uh, splits 60 yeah. 40 no, not the girls they just want to get in there and fight yeah <laughs> I, I, put on a show i rate that like that's why i respect yeah. i respect the girls in boxing at the moment not more than men but yeah so do you why do you think do you, do you just think it's changed just because girls are just yeah you don't give a shit yeah i think obviously like 2012 wasn't even that long ago really and that was like the first olympics for the female so i think since then i've seen the big change where nicola adams obviously won a lot more girls was looking up to her and as it's gone on, obviously, like, there's been more females in just joining the sport. So that's, that's produced as an amateur. The more I remember when I first my, won my first national title, there's only three girls on. Now, mm. if you go to a nationals, everyone about yeah. a female. So obviously, with more females in the sport, there's more fights happening. There's more sparring happening. Stuff like that, which is improving the females. Yeah. So as it's going up, there's just improvements constantly, which is the quality of boxing for females is getting better, which is just drawing more people to it obviously you've got the fights like shields and marshall and stuff like that which people are loving caris and lauren are a big one at the minute like mm. from the olympics to pros and they're smashing it natasha jonas yeah natasha one. jonas she's just won an award the other day yeah. so like it's just blowing up for female and i think so it should like it's about time and yeah and i think these next few years it's not going to be like oh like male boxing female boxing hopefully it'll just be Boxing. yeah yeah i want that yeah. as well but at the moment it's quite hard to like I don't yeah know, it's no just, yeah uh, so you're i've you've also said the how stacy um copeland, copeland 
helped a lot. And then yeah. I also saw like um, you said like she helped you like did she take you to like fights and stuff? So yeah, this is so. I remember watching her, and um, my dad was like, "Oh, what's this like?" She's she was on. I think she was a senior at the time, and I wasn't because there wasn't many girls in the sport. So I I was always be watching the lads or like watching the lads train and like. And she was like, there's a female and he got in touch with her. And she was like, right, I'll come to the gym and I'll meet her. And she brought me a belt. And I've literally got a photo of me holding this belt like, oh my God. And like, she literally, she did a session with me and it was just amazing. And I think she really inspired me and to want it even more. Now I've obviously got like a female figure and she gave me a world championship top from when she went to the world. And she was like, you're going to have your own one day. And obviously I went and got a gold that and a top, which mm. really mean a lot, but. Yeah, I literally travelled to Manchester all the time to spar her, um, to train with her for weekends. And then she got in contact. She was like, there's a training camp in Ireland. And she went to my dad. She was like, can I take Gemma? It would be a really good opportunity for her. So we was like, yeah, of course. So like, we met at the airport. She took me to Ireland, thinking it was a sparring camp and was just going to be sparring. Yeah. Next thing, we were in bouts. And she, <laughs> she boxed Chinese Taipei and I boxed, um, I boxed Canada. So that was interesting. We went for a training camp and we ended up, I ran with dad going, I'm fighting in an hour. And there's like a full on referee and like everything, like a bout list. And we literally just turned up with our training kit. We got to this venue, everyone's in full kits. Everyone's warming up, everyone's taking it serious. There's medals. And I was just like, Stacey, what have you brought me to? (laughs) But it was literally the greatest experience ever. And I loved every minute. And we had such a laugh on that trip. And it was just stuff like that. And she does so much for women and like paved the way. Yeah. So I'd love to be like her. And I think I want to give back as well because mm. that really helped me growing up F- ex-football as well yeah like, she's, she's li- literally like, she's just crazy great. She's, yeah now yeah. she has like a radio show and she's just she's yeah. just smashing it so what have you taken away from her to apply to your lifestyle i think lifestyle? it's like the humbling thing as well i think she, there was never there never too much for her to give back to people um she'd make it her mission to go to go to clubs like different clubs and visit clubs with her medals and like inspire the next generation and push for women in sport and push people to get involved. not even boxing just general sport as well and I think she did that for me and it helped me so much think yeah I want to be just like her and like inspired me more and motivated me more and I'd love to do that obviously I go to schools now and when I can go to clubs and try and like inspire the, the next generation of girls and I think that's all come from Stacey. And I just want to keep being like her and keep pushing it because I know what she did for me and I'd love to help others do that as well. When I was like researching her as well, because you mentioned her quite yeah. a lot, I was like, yeah, am- yeah, fair enough. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, you've always said Olympics, that's your that's a huge goal, obviously. Um, a couple yeah. of years in Paris, uh, next year, sorry, in Paris. Yeah. Are you, how much are you paying, preparing just for that now, even like with a year away? Because I'm guessing you are, because that's obviously like such yeah, a big well, thing. This is a big year, obviously, the qualifiers start this year. So there's tournaments coming up and there's lots of tournaments. I think I had, um, obviously, with the injury last year, I missed out on so many fights and tournaments. So I'm just trying to get as many tournaments as I can, mm. get back into the flow of boxing, get the experience, hopefully get picked for the qualifiers. And then, so it's a big year, just keep keep focused and keep trying to push towards them. So I'm sure you know, but obviously boxing in the Olympics is a bit under threat at the moment. Like, I mean, they're going to be in Paris, so you should be fine. Yeah. But the ones after, I think 2028, Los Angeles, I think. Yeah. Um, obviously, because the IBUs is under a whole lot of trouble at the moment um, with corruption, referees and all that stuff. So with the fact that it might not be in the Olympics after the next, like... 
what do you think about boxing the Olympics? I mean, it's obviously got you involved, but what is it about boxing the Olympics that's so important in like the system? Um, for me, like I think you see Olympics and you see it's like a big stepping stone anyway for yeah. the pros. I think you see a lot of the the pros that are in that went to the Olympics and got like the medals and stuff like it set them up in that way. But also Olympics, just I think it's a big one for everyone. Like like the Commonwealth, like they're the two you really want to do. And obviously Olympics is even bigger than the Commonwealth. And for me, ever since watching the 2012 Olympics with like Nicola Adams and that, like since being young, that's all I've wanted. Like Mm. that was a dream. It was never pro. It was the Olympics. So growing up, like... See, that's really interesting because I know a lot of people just think, oh, world tampering. Yeah, yeah, and they do. it's just the Olympics. It was just the Olympics. And obviously, like, one day, when the time's right, I would like to go pro and try out that and see what I can do in there. But since being young, I've always wanted the Olympics, so I won't want to change that now. Mm. I'd want to try and, like, get that and then obviously move on. In that funny interview with with your dad, um, he said, oh, I felt that was when you... uh, received an uppercut from savannah marshall yeah he said like he, she did a really good uppercut yeah. on you and obviously everyone knows she hits really hard, hard. Yeah. yeah um i just wonder out of interest is there anyone else who sparred like that like as notable as savannah marshall um, yeah i'm looking enough to spar quite a few actually i think obviously at gb you know it's pretty yeah obviously at well. lauren yeah. Paris, i sparred them yeah um i was literally sparring Paris like the other week which is great opportunity and great experience sparring yeah. them but um Terry Arthur, have you heard of Terry yeah, Arthur? She's yeah. not obviously not far from me. So I've sparred her a few times. Natasha Jonas. You sparred Natasha Jonas? Natasha what Jonas, was that yeah. like? That was good. I sparred her when I was like 15, 16. Um, yeah. Chantal Cameron. Oh, she wow. hits hard. Savannah Marshall. She hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> George O'Connor. Caroline Dubois. Obviously, I've grown up with her. Yeah. Like, we was on England together from yeah, there's a, the start. Yeah, pic- I've seen a picture of Yeah, so together. obviously, I've sparred her throughout the years. Like, we know each other really well and got on. Um Georgia O'Connor. I've had like most most of the girls that are like yeah. in the pro scenes now, which is nice and it's good yeah. experience and it's that's really nice good. to be like, oh, I've been in the ring with her. Yeah, especially when like especially like people like Caroline Dubois and obviously Natasha Jonas, they're yeah. keeping at such a high level. Yeah, exactly. It's um, so nice to see them go off and do like yeah. so well in like their like chosen path now. Did, have you ever thought oh, I didn't do that bad actually against them? Yeah, I think we've we've had with all of them. I've had take like tasty spars like. Spars where, like, back in the day, people were like, oh, should girls... I think if you watch them kind of spars, it's like, yeah, girls should be doing this. Like, yeah. they're great spars and, like, great competitive or, like, great just to work on and, like, help each other, like, improve. And that's what it was. I remember, like, me and Caroline sparring all the time, obviously, in GB, and the coach would be like, this is what improves you both. Like, one day coming in and, and, and just building on each other and, like, being, like, competitive and, like, mm. helping each other. And that is what improves you. So I was looking to be surrounded by all these people that I've that I've helped improve me and obviously me help improve them as well. So you, I, you said like in that thing with your dad or oh, you're, you're not really into, you don't like watch boxing. No. But you know like all that, but you do know boxing because you know all those female fighters. I know, I... obviously, yeah. So if I know them, so like the girls, obviously I know them. So like yeah. I will take an interest. But you know interest. who Amanda Serrano is, but you don't spar. Like... I know who Amanda Serrano is, but, but she is can I famous. tell you I'm going to watch every single one of her fights and I know exactly what she's like? No. <laughs> like the lads like, so would would you, would you watch Katie Taylor versus Man? You sh- you'd watch that, wouldn't you? Katie Taylor versus. I'd Amanda watch Sorry. it. I'd yeah. watch it, like, but I wouldn't be the person that's like, right, we need to make sure it's on TV. Like, oh, really? Like, my fa- no, obviously, I come from a boxing family. Yeah, so like my yeah. dad and my brother normally always have to box on on yeah. the weekends when it is. And if I'll be there flicking on my phone, flicking on TikTok, I look up every now and then. So like, I'm in the loop with it. Yeah. But to me, 
I won't be like, yeah, let's turn the box in. I just don't get the point of. But what... you do it. I, I just... Yeah, no, I just don't get why you'd want to watch two people hit each other. I don't get the fun in that. But you, you do. But that. I like <laughs> being hit yeah. and hitting. Yeah, it's weird. But I think so... if you worked in Tesco. You're yeah. not going to go in Tesco where you and watch someone stack a shelf. No. Yeah, but that's you're working not, for Tesco. That's you're working not. for Tesco, though. That's you're not boxing. So I think I do it that often. I'm like, oh, I don't really want to watch two people hit each other. I just don't get... And then it's like, when I watch like the UFC? big... Fa- no. Um, don't have a clue about that. Oh, okay. MMA, no nothing. Like, I just don't know. I just don't know why. I just don't in- I enjoy do, watching I just, it. I just can't go. Like, I feel like everyone goes to these pro shows and wants to go to these pro shows and like... Yeah. No, not me. I'm because I've actually never been to a pro show yet, but I'm going to one to see Owen. Actually, he's on the undercard. Yeah. Um, in Telford, um, next weekend. Yeah. I'm so pumped for. That. I'm like, she's so excited. Yeah. But see, like, but to you, you just just when no, I don't even like watching my brother, and he's my brother. But I think that's different because I don't want to get hit, see. Like, you see him get hit. Yeah, yeah, but like these big shows where it's like big headliners, and everyone's like paying loads of money to go. Yeah. Oh no, not not for me that. Fair, fair enough. I don't know um, why, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll. I think a lot of people will be like, "What the?" I think what? it confuses everyone. And yeah. do you know what the worst thing is when people ask me like, "What this box is like? What do you think to this box?" And I'm like, oh, "I've never even heard. I've never watched him. I've never heard of him." And I'm like, oh. and like sometimes I'm just like, "Oh, I have to just act like I know who he is." Mm. But yeah. Um, Jemmy, you've been an amazing guest. Thanks so Thanks. much for coming on today. Um, one more question. I ask this every guest. You're 22, yeah? Are you 22? 21. 21. 21. Terribly it's sorry. Okay. So sorry. Okay. Um, I always, I, I, I always ask <laughs> people that, like their age. Like honestly, I get it wrong like 99 percent of the time. No, it's fine. Um, so you're obviously 21. It's March 2023. Fast forward yourself. Just pretend 2033. You'll be 31, 32. I know that seems a long time away, but um, so yeah, where 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 would you like to see yourself in ten years' time? Um, hopefully, with an Olympic gold medal. Yeah. And also, that's hopefully a few world titles in the professional. Yeah. And hopefully, how old were we? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. Hopefully, settling down and having some babies because I'd love. Yeah, I want a family. Cool. Like I'm a family girl, so yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, Gemma, thank you very much. Thank you um, for having me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Okay.